Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Before we get to today's episode, I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that is Doral Toyota. More than 1,200 cars in inventory, in-house financing available for credit-related issues. You'll work with a dedicated concierge manager, not just a salesperson. Make sure you mention five reasons or five on the floor when you go to the dealership. They're conveniently located just three blocks east of Dolphin Mall that's in Doral, pricing at an all-time low. Not only that, but they'll beat any other Toyota dealer price. So check out DoralToyota.com. That's DoralToyota.com. Come see them and ask for the friends and family department. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sydney, a.k.a. ALF954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome to the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast. I'm Ethan Skolnick recording this from Las Vegas Summer League. We've been watching the Miami Heat and other NBA teams. And, of course, the big news of the summer, at least until what's been going on the past couple days, was Jimmy Butler. And so this next guest that I'm bringing on, John Krasinski from The Athletic, is somebody that I was communicating with quite a bit months ago, like a whole pregnancy term ago, when you were dealing with Jimmy Butler, because you cover the Minnesota Timberwolves, among other teams, up there in Minnesota, and what I wanted to sort of dig into here a little bit, and you know, I've got some of the perspective on Philadelphia and what happened there, and I've got a lot of perspective on Chicago, but what I'm curious about with you is why it soured so much in Minnesota for Jimmy when it seemed to start so well. I mean, yeah, like, I've wrestled with this quite a bit myself over the last year as I try to re trace the steps and try and figure out exactly where it went wrong and the, the 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 complicated answer to that is there were multiple reasons and there was a different reason every day um that kind of bounced back and forth you know um there were people who were telling me that if the wolves last summer would have been able to clear enough cap space which means probably trade Wiggins and Jang and uh-huh. Teagan package a bunch of picks and stuff to sign Butler to a max deal uh-huh. then um, which is fit, almost impossible but you, if they would have been able to do that Jimmy may have just signed that and stayed and, uh-huh. and been fine um, there were other times I think where there were real frustrations that Jimmy had with Carl Anthony Towns or Andrew Wiggins and kind of waiting for them to get to their point in their career where he was at that point mm-hmm. in terms of the established star that was ready to win. Um, I think that he also, what we have you know, seen now with by orchestrating the trade to Miami, like I think we can say pretty confidently that he wanted his own team. Mm-hmm. Like he wanted to be the man. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that he thought he could be that in Minnesota just because Towns was already there mm-hmm. and established clearly very talented, even if he has not yet taken that leap yet. Mm-hmm. But he was always going to share that spotlight too. Mm-hmm. And so 
there were myriad reasons, and I'm telling you, it, when you went through it on a daily basis in that saga, you would get different answers every day about, Jimmy, why don't you want to be here? What is wrong? Mm. Um, and and so I, I don't know that at the, at the end of the day that there was one that you can absolutely point to and say, this is the reason that it didn't work. But um, it was kind of a compilation of all of these things that mixed together in this stew of dysfunction mm-hmm. and led to Jimmy saying, this, is, this isn't it. Wasn't Tibbs supposed to be the buffer there, though? I mean, after all, he went and he coached him in Chicago. Mm-hmm. He coached him hard, mm-hmm. like as hard as anybody's ever been coached, except mm-hmm. maybe Luol Deng, mm-hmm. uh, which Lou had to deal with the same thing. And then he went and got him in Minnesota, and this was supposed to be his guy, and then that soured also. Why did that sour? Well, yeah, so um, there were a few people in the Timberwolves organization while Jimmy was orchestrating his way out who said to him, Jimmy, like, you're never going to have it any better. Like, Mm. this coach here, who is also the president of Mm. the organization, loves you Mm -hmm. and will take any bullet for you. Um, Even while Jimmy was making things very difficult behind the scenes and really causing a mess Mm -hmm. intentionally to force Mm -hmm. the Timberwolves' hand, Tibbs never, ever once even said even the the remotely or anything remotely critical about him. Mm -hmm. So there was a real devotion between the two of them. Um, And so I think the issue was for Tibbs is that all Tibbs wanted to do was coach Mm -hmm. and say, I got these guys, your professionals, show up Mm -hmm. every day, you get your paycheck and let's clock in, let's Mm -hmm. work and and let's do this. But he had a blind spot for chemistry for mm-hmm. personality, mm-hmm. for the conflicts that slowly started to develop over his first year mm-hmm. with the team when they went to the playoffs, mm-hmm. that Tibbs always just brushed, hey, we're winning games. What, why, why is right. everyone worried? Right. And, and he just they never were addressed. And mm-hmm. so the longer those things festered, mm-hmm. then it turned from a very small problem into a very big problem, and by then it was too late to say Why it. didn't he like playing with Carl Anthony Towns? Um, well, so I think both with Towns and Wiggins, you you look at they are polar opposites in every stretch of the imagination. Jimmy Butler, this homeless as a kid, mm. parents weren't around, sleeping in a car sometimes, went to junior college, then went to Marquette, end of the first round draft, fighting, scratching, clawing for everything they got. Then you have Carl and Wiggins, both. Uh, come from two-parent households, very supportive families. They were prospects from the time they were in diapers. They went to Kentucky and went to Kansas. They were super highly recruited. They were both number one overall picks. Wiggins got the massive contract extension with technically without really even earning it. Um, and so I just think that they were so different that they just never could find the common ground. And and I really don't think it was a case where Jimmy was like, Man, I hate these guys. Right. Like I don't like I, I don't want to be around them. Like I you know, I'm I'm done with them like that. But I just think that it was always like he was looking at them and like these guys speak a different language than I do. Mm-hmm. They have they go about things totally different than I do. And and so there was never that connectivity that he had with 
Taj Gibson, mm. Derrick Rose, Lou Aldang, like the, the Bulls guys that were all kind of these grinder. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and I, I always say it with hesitation because it's not like Wiggins and Towns didn't work incredibly hard. I mean, right. they're really talented guys, and you have to do that to be number one picks. But they just came in entirely different paths, and I just don't think that they were ever able to find any sort of common ground that made them feel like teammates. So Jimmy is a player. Um, when you look at the numbers in Minnesota, they were excellent. There was no other way to look at it. Uh, Philadelphia, they dipped a little bit in some areas, but that was kind of expected where he was going to more of a – he ended up being the first option in the playoffs, but he was supposed to be the third option, or that was the way it was supposed to play out. Uh, my concern about Jimmy, and I've raised this with other, other writers, is it's not so much the wear and tear from Tibbs. It's the style of play and the fact that he's not an elite three-point shooter or even close – and my concern is, as he gets deeper into his 30s, we used to talk about that with Dwayne, but Dwayne was so intellectual in terms of the way that he went about doing things and adjusted his game in so many ways that it almost didn't matter that he didn't become a really good three-point shooter. Uh, for Jimmy, do you think it matters? Are, are there parts of his game that still... Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold need to develop for him to be effective when he's going to be making 40-something million dollars a year. Well, yeah, look, it would be great if he turned into a 40% three-point shooter. I mean, that would be the like the last sort of, you know, box he had to check in his game because he's a great rebounder, he's a great defender, he's a great passer. Like, people don't, people overlook mm-hmm. his playmaking ability. Yeah. And, um, and and he gets his own shot, and he makes really tough shots. Mm-hmm. Like, he takes tough shots and he makes them. So from a pure playing standpoint, he's, he's a great player. Mm-hmm. Um, he will make people around him better. Um, the one thing that was sometimes hard to watch with the Wolves is both with him and Rose mm-hmm. kind of got into iso ball. Right. And... Dribble, 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 dribble. Jack a contested twenty mm-hmm. footer. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they went in great. Sometimes they didn't. But um, so there was times like in, in those in those close moments where he would occupy the ball a little bit more mm-hmm. um, than you'd like. But I mean, overall, I really have a hard time finding many holes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, other than the three point shooting. I just think he is. He's so crafty too mm-hmm. that even as he gets older, if he doesn't become that three-point shooter, he'll still find ways to draw fouls, mm-hmm. get to the line, and he'll still be physical, mm-hmm. and he'll still take the fight to the opponent, and that will help him age okay. Now, the question is, is will his body hold up? Like, right. Will his body allow him to do that? But from a mentality and from a skill set, mm-hmm. like he's, he's, he's just a hell of a player. Where do you have him? 
15 in the league? Where do, where do you put uh, Yeah, him? I mean, like, off the top of my head, I mean, I, I think, like, when he's, when he's healthy and rolling, I mean, he's 12 to 15 probably mm. there. Um, you could, you could make, like, that, the one season in Minnesota where they went to the playoffs – um, before he got injured, mm. he was definitely top ten that season. Mm-hmm. Um, he you know, he deserved MVP votes mm. when the Wolves were in the third seed before mm. he had his knee injury. So um, he was a remarkable player then. Uh, but yeah, I think like big picture, looking at the whole thing, yeah, I, I would say anywhere depending on uh, on how he's playing, somewhere between ten and and fifteen, mm. um, I think is a fair. Assessment. He's an All NBA player every single year mm. when when he's healthy and like in a spot that's going to maximize him. I think like Miami will. Well, final one, and I've asked all the guys this. I mean, you deal with players every day, and we have to learn to deal with stars every day. Yeah. And you know whether you know us in Miami with LeBron and and Dwayne and Shaq and others we have to deal with. He was the star along with Towns up there. Give me one interaction that kind of typifies who he is as a person and the way he interacted with you guys. He was like I really enjoyed dealing with him. Uh, he could be combative, but it was never taking it personally. Mm-hmm. Like he will just challenge your line of thinking if you're approaching him with something. And sometimes he'll grant your point, and sometimes he won't. I, you know, I remember at the All Star game uh, when he and Towns were both there. Uh, my story was, "Hey, look at how different these two players are, and they are finding a way to make it work at least uh, and getting this team to the playoffs." And you know, I, I said, "You know, Jimmy, um, what's it been like trying to play with a, a guy who, from a mentality, personality perspective, is just so different from you?" And he's like, "He just said." Well, how's he different? <laughs> and I said, Jimmy, you don't give a shit, mm. and he gives all of the shits. Mm-hmm. Like he, Towns is very image conscious, very polished. Right. Jimmy is very raw and real, and to his detriment sometimes, to his better sometimes. And he's like, Yeah, you're right. You know, he's <laughs> like, but like he he is a, an incredibly compelling interview. Mm. There will be days where you look at him and be like, Is is he seeing the same world that I'm seeing? Right, but. Like when he really does kind of open a vein and kind of takes you through what's going on in his mind, sometimes it's a roller coaster, but he doesn't hide. Like he doesn't, he takes on all comers, he takes on all questions, um, and, and he's not afraid to, to share his thoughts. And, and if that ruffles feathers, that's ruffles feathers. So um, I found him incredibly compelling even if I couldn't figure him out all the time, mm-hmm. um, it was always an entertaining and enlightening kind of session when when he decided to give his views on things. And so, from that aspect of things, um, he I think people will be drawn to that a little mm-hmm. bit. I mean, it's easy to get caught up, and he's very charismatic, uh, mm-hmm. and he he's very much a an advocate for himself mm. and for how he views the world and through a basketball prism and um and so you know it the the thing that I always go back to with stars mm. is there's a tax you pay mm. for take and you have to deal with some of the bullshit mm. right like mm-hmm. i mean towns is the same way like there are people that complain about how he's too polished oh. or he does this or he does that the guy is an unbelievable player. You got to deal with some of that. Mm-hmm. Jimmy is going to poke and prod and ruffle mm-hmm. feathers, but 
you have to deal with some of that. Mm-hmm. LeBron had his things. Right. Every one of them, almost outside of maybe Steph Curry and maybe Dwayne, I don't know, but like there are very few that are low maintenance superstars. Yeah. No, superstars it, it, you get, you better just buckle in and be ready for. No, it. it hardly it hardly exists. I mean, yeah. you know, it's and there's always the line, what is a superstar and what isn't? And like Chris Bosch was incredibly gracious and easy to the easy one of the easiest players to deal with I've ever had. Uh, in Miami, but you know, just close to the line, he wasn't leading a team there. He was in Toronto. It's a little bit different. LeBron actually is very similar to Jimmy in that way that he he'll he'll answer the question, but he wants you to explain it to you, yeah. uh, explain it to him, and and then you know if you explain it to him and you you show that you know what you're talking about, that you've been paying close attention, he'll respect you, and the next question will come easier to him. Mm-hmm. Final thing, uh, I always say final thing after the final thing, but final thing, did you like the trade for Miami? Uh, yes, I did mm. because I, I don't think Miami was going anywhere right. with with the way they were currently constructed, um, and so in that state where they're in this salary cap hell and they have a bunch of guys that are pretty good, but right. no one's no one's top. You're not toppling Giannis right. with the the roster as it was constructed. Right. So um, go for it. Right. Like this was a way to really shock the system to bring in someone who gives you a chance uh at least a little bit and then maybe you can add pieces around them if it's a westbrook or whoever but um it wasn't working that way Mm. so maybe this won't work in the end maybe you won't go to you know two or one in the in the east and 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 raise another banner but at least it shows that what was happening there was not good enough so let's go let's try something else and i think jimmy fits that culture he fits that 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 um, environment in Miami, and uh, if if you can get that synergy that he never found in Minnesota, that I don't know that he found in Philadelphia, yeah, I, he could be very very good and and get people to follow. Him. I think he and Pat are kindred spirits, mm-hmm. so I think that ultimately is going to play out. John Krasinski, uh, what's the Twitter handle again? Uh, it's uh, at John J O N Krasinski K R A W C Z Y N S K I. I just wanted you to do that. <laughs> John, thanks for your time as always. Really appreciate it. Thanks, man. Before we close today's episode, I want to tell you about another of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You know them well by now. It's the law office of Seltzer Mayberg. You can find them at onecalllegal.com. That's onecalllegal.com or call 1-855-5000-LAW. They handle cases including but not limited to car accidents, slip and falls, and traffic tickets with a new 15,000-square-foot office opening on I-95 in North Miami. They handle cases from all over the state. Call now with 24-7 service for a free consultation. That's onecalllegal.com, 1-855-5000-LAW. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.